Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 36 of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew. No Jordan Lorenz today. I'm your host today, Drew Skyberg. And later in the episode, we'll be joined by Zach Rausch, and he's going to be our fantasy football connoisseur. So we'll be covering all things fantasy football with him. And we'll be talking about the podcast league as well, kind of how how we're doing. It's our mid-season report, we'll call it. And that'll be the second part of the episode. So stay tuned for that. And also, Jordan, he's having himself a great weekend right now. He he was out and about in Minnesota celebrating his birthday. He turned 20 last Wednesday. So if you've not wished him a happy birthday yet, I would go and do that right now. So let's get right into the episode. So announcements quickly. The sweatshirts, they gave us the date. They said 11-18 is the guaranteed delivery date. That didn't happen. We got another email saying that's not the date anymore. So We'll, we'll keep you guys updated on our Instagram, Jordan Drew underscore sports crew, and our Facebook, Jordan Drew the sports crew, on when the sweatshirts will exactly be here, because we'll be spending a day then going delivering them to our fans, get some more pictures, kind of like what we did the shirts, so that's the plan there, and um, another thing we, we were trying to work on right now is we're, we're possibly going to do business cards. I mean, they won't be exactly like business cards. I don't, I don't know. Just kind of spread the word, you know? We want to give them out with our sweatshirts. When we do those orders, so with our shout out of the week, then that goes to Isaac Ferguson. So he's going to help us with that that business card design. He's already already talked to him a little bit, and I'm going to just sit down with him, and we're gonna, we're going to crank out a pretty good design, we think. So I'm looking forward to that, and I guess I don't have Jordan to ask if there's anything else you want to talk about. So let's get right into the stats of the week, and I got a good chunk of them here for us, and let's let's get right into them. So. Milwaukee Bucks, we're going to talk about. I mean, they've been struggling. They lost by 20 to the Hawks yesterday. Not, not a good game at all. Everyone was watching the Packers, though. But the Bucks made 26 three-pointers at Madison Square Garden, which is the most ever in a game there. And they made seven of those three-pointers after the Knicks tied the game 89 to 89, which was tied for the most threes made in the final five minutes of regulation over the last 25 seasons. So this Bucks team, we know they can shoot. I mean, Pat Conton was the picture of this for the stat, and he's he's a big part of that as well. And just this Bucks team, though, they've been struggling. Like we, same things we've talked about every week. Middleton's still out. Lopez is still out. Giannis missed a few games even, and just been injured. The injury bug has gotten to this Bucks team. Not not some championship hangover crap. It's not that. It, it's just guys have been out, and that just guys like Lopez especially, which has really caused a lot of problems with the the rebounding and just interior defense as well, even with Giannis being out of games when he's subbed out or just due to injury. So not worried there. And um, next stat, Russell Wilson, we saw yesterday. He was shut out for the first time in his NFL career, which is, includes 166 career starts. The last time the Seahawks were shut out was in week two of the 2011 season when they lost 24 nothing to the Steelers. So we saw them lose 17 nothing to the Packers. Interesting game. Um, I'll probably briefly mention it, but it was it was an okay performance. I mean, Rodgers definitely didn't look like himself. Um, Dylan Dylan played pretty well. He came up big when Jones went out, and um, I mean, Gary went out as well. Just so the injuries were hopefully hope we're hoping for best case scenarios for them because those uh, that they're saying the Aaron Jones injury was a sprained MCL, but there's gonna be some further testing, so that's never good to hear, and even. When it happened, they were talking about how he was in tears and he was talking to his, his family. So that, that's not a good sign. We wish Aaron Jones the best. Hopefully it's something minor like the sprained MCL, which could be four to six weeks potentially. So 
Next stat. Let's go. It's on Saturday, Kansas ended its 56-game road conference losing streak, which is the longest active in the FBS. And they, they won Saturday, so that kind of that stopped that streak there. It ends at it ends at 56. So that's good for Kansas. And they're they're not known for football, as we know. It's that's a basketball college right there. And uh Drew Timmy is the first Gonzaga player with 30 points against an AP top five team since Adam Morrison at number four Memphis on December 27th, 2005. So goes back 16 years. And we know Adam Morrison, how is that his NBA career turned out? Hopefully that's not how Timmy's career turns out because that was very tough for Morrison. So last stat here, the 42 points scored by Samford today, which was Saturday was the most points ever allowed by Florida in a half. So that Florida football team gave up 42 points to Samford Samford in the first half. And we got to talk about that Florida basketball team. They'll be playing UW-Milwaukee Thursday, and that will be on ESPN+. Plus. So I will be watching that. And let's get into that UW basketball team a little bit after the On This Day in sports history. So that's November 15th is the date today. And I got some, I picked out some on this day in 1946, Ted Williams was picked as the AL MVP. So legendary guy indeed in in Ted Williams and no better guy to win the award than him in 1946. And next one, 1959 on this day, Cleveland Browns halfback Bobby Mitchell sets the club record for longest run from scrimmage 90 yards as they beat Washington 31 to 17. 1960, Elgin Baylor of the NBA LA Lakers scores 71 points versus the New York Knicks. And they say NBA because the ABA was still around now. There's there's two leagues competing with each other at the time for the merger. And yeah, Elgin Baylor, a phenomenal NBA player. He made the NBA 75 anniversary team as well. And yeah, big game for him, 71 points. And then next one. On this day, 1967, Boston's Carl Yastrzemski wins the AL MVP. I believe this was his triple crown year as well. So big year for Yastrzemski as well. And uh, 1980, the 30th NASCAR Sprint Cup, Dale Earnhardt was the winner. So 1988, Dodgers outfielder Kirk Gibson wins the NL MVP award. So I have, I have two AL MVPs I included in NL. And finally, 2015, I, I include this one because we know Jordan. He's a big UFC fan. Holly Holm defeats UFC champion Ronda Rousey in an upset in Melbourne, Australia. And I remember seeing this on ESPN. This went everywhere, viral in 2015. It was a big fight, big upset for Holly Holm. And let's get right into some weekly news in the weekly sports talk segment. It'll be very short, very brief. Just want to talk about college basketball and then talk about the Brewers hitting coach hirings. So let's get right into it. We're going to start with basketball and let's get. Let me pull it up here. Eastern Kentucky, Milwaukee. So this was Saturday's game. It was the homecoming game for the UW-Milwaukee Panthers. I was there, of course. We had a good time. I brought some friends from Valders to the game. Shout out Trent and Zach for coming with me. It was a, lot, it was a good time. And sadly, they couldn't, they couldn't pull off the comeback after they were down 24 at one point in the second half. And it, it was not looking good for the Panthers. This Eastern Kentucky team was they were beating this athletic and very talented UW-Milwaukee team solely by pressing. It was, it was something I have not seen in a college game, being a D1 college, and they were just getting solely beat by the press. And 
working we, second half looked a lot better, but they, they were down 46, 31 and a half Patrick Baldwin jr. Shots weren't falling for him and it just think nothing was looking right. And then, like I said, it ballooned all the way up to 24 and we saw Milwaukee come back. They didn't want to lose for homecoming. And it really was led by guys like Josh Thomas, Deandre Golston and Patrick Baldwin jr. Those guys are kind of the guys who are, who are scoring all game with Thomas finishing with 23 points, 10 for 12 shooting Deandre Golston. Nine for 21 with 22. And then Patrick Baldwin Jr., seven for 20 with 19 points. And a lot of those came in the second half for Baldwin. Um, shot selection was a little questionable in the first half, I thought. Uh, and just a little bit of forcing some passes. He's just, he's got to get used to the college game. That's all. I'm not worried for Patrick Baldwin Jr. He's a great player. He made some plays that, that not many guys will make. So I just watching him, he had a step back three. It was something I was like, wow. I mean, this guy's going to be good. He's got, he's got the skills. He really does. And guys like Josh Thomas, I mean, Thomas was driving. I mean, need no threes. That was, those were his two misses. He was 10 for 10 on twos. And he just made some really great decisions driving to the basket. He kicked it out if need be. He was, he looked great. And then also Golston as well. I mean, these, those three guys, I feel like are going to be the, the main three scores for this Milwaukee team. And then we're going to see, we're just going to see guys like Donovan Newby guy step up and just make some, like, they're really good player. I mean, defensively, that's going to be what we're, we see out of him and Vin Baker jr. As well. But this Milwaukee team, they got, they have quite the schedule coming up. They go, they go to Florida. Like I said, Thursday at 5 PM. So I'll be watching that game. Um, then we got Bowling Green coming up November 23rd. And Alcorn State, Youngstown State then to kick off some conference play. And later in the year, we got Rhode Island come to Milwaukee December 13th. And then another big one, they the Milwaukee Panthers are going to Colorado. They're going to do a conference game at Colorado. That's the, that's the 10. That's three days before the Rhode Island game, actually. So that'll be interesting with the Buffaloes of Colorado making NCAA tournament, I believe, last year and being ranked. I mean, they've been, they've been a respectable program these last few years, so I know I talked to Coach Baldwin. He's looking forward to these non-con games, and rightfully so. So, I mean, they got some, they got a really good slate of non-con games coming up for this Panthers team. And let's talk about the Brewers now. They made they did an interesting move. We saw it was with the hirings of their hitting coaches. So let's pull it up here. They hired Ozzie Timmons and Connor Dawson, and those were the co-lead hitting coaches. So we're gonna see how I saw it compared, which I thought was funny. We're gonna see based it. Basically, like in the office with Jim and Michael being co-managers, we're going to see co-hitting coaches for this Brewers team. So each one is going to be focused on different aspects of hitting, which I thought was smart by David Stearns in this hiring. It's one of them will be focused more on the analytical based, and then others are like more of like the old school kind of hitting, which is something that I think will be great. And that's something that's going to, we're going to see this more in the future. So like, we're going to see Ozzy. Is it Ozzy? Yeah, Ozzy Timmons. He's going to be the one who's going to be more focused on like that old school kind of hitting coach. And um, and then we're going to see Connor Dawson. He's going to be the guy. He's this new school guy, more analytics based. We're going to see him kind of implement the analytic and analytical side of baseball into the hitting for this Milwaukee Brewers team, which I think is going to be big for this big for this Brewers offense. I really like the hiring done by Stearns here, doing some research. I mean, just two guys coming from completely different backgrounds. And they said they even they did not even meet with each other or they didn't get to be interviewed by like together. So they really haven't met each other, these two guys and Timmons and Dawson. So it'll be great to see them, those two work together. I mean, communication is definitely gonna be key for the two, considering they haven't really had contact with each other, they mentioned. So 
that'll be interesting to see how it works to start, but I think it'll be just fine. Uh, the Brewers are going to, I mean, they'll do just fine. I like, I like this hiring. I mean, they're coming with, they come into a tough task indeed to fix guys like JBJ and Christian Yelich and just improve this offense as a whole. But I'm what I'm looking, looking on the upside for this, for this hiring. And uh, with that being said, Let's go to the second half of the episode. But first, you're going to hear a Stamps.com ad done by the Jordan Lorenz. So let's go to that right now. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle on Etsy, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and standard printer. That's it. No special supplies or equipment, and within minutes, you're up and running printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. You'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic. No lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new rate advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timeliness to easily find the best option. Save money and time with Stamps.com. Guys, there's no risk. And with our promo code POD, you'll get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD. One more time, our promo code is P-O-D at Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again, thanks to Stamps.com. Episode 36 resumes on the podcast with our special guest, Zach Rausch. So we had him on, actually, to talk about the Blizzard bracket breakdown we did when we first started this podcast. Now we got him back. We're talking fantasy football. This is fantasy football episode number two, because we had Robert Schimmick on to talk fantasy like i believe week two or three in the year so it's pretty early mid-season report now we got zach on and zach how you doing today i'm doing good it's good to be on yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun today we're gonna talk some fantasy football but first zach we're gonna talk about you in fantasy football kind of like how you're doing right now in your league so how many leagues you in right now uh i'm in about 10 i think it's like nine exactly but it's it's somewhere around there yeah, so you're definitely what we consider a fantasy football connoisseur, just like Robert Chimick, who we also had on. So um, which league right now has been your like one you're prioritizing? Um, probably a podcast league, just because it's it's fairly competitive at the top. And uh, it's it's a different type of league that I've never been in with that many teams. So it's something new. Yeah, the 16-team league really provides a unique way of making a lineup each and every week. And uh how many, like, let's talk some dynasty leagues. Are you, are you in any dynasty leagues? Yeah, I'm in one. It's, it was a startup this year, so. Yeah. It's and first year of the league. Do you prefer dynasty leagues, or is there any preference, or how, how do you like it so far? Um, I like it so far. It's definitely a lot more strategy because you have to plan for the future years, and you can't just focus in on this year. It's It takes more strategy and planning. Yeah, I totally agree, and – um preferred type of scoring then do you like the ppr style do you like half ppr what, what, what's your stance on that i definitely like ppr yeah i've done maybe like one or two other leagues that earn something else but i mostly just do ppr okay and i gotta ask you another question we talked about i talked about with robert when we did our our episode uh super flex like it hate it what are the thoughts 
Uh, so this is the first year in the Dynasty League. This is the first year that I'm in a league that has Superflex. And uh, so far, I like it. I think it adds another dimension to your team, and it makes it more difficult to have a solid starting lineup just because there's that many more quarterbacks that are being played. Yeah, you really got to be smart with the drafting, with drafting now two quarterbacks, because, I mean, odds are you're going to put a quarterback there. You really don't have to, but, um, yeah. Uh, another thing is, like, how – because, I mean, you're very knowledgeable about fantasy, and w- w- what do you do? Like, what are you watching? What are you reading? Like, is there a certain podcast? Just give us your thoughts. So, for drafting, um, like, during the summer, I really don't – I'll listen to a podcast here and there, but I really don't listen too much about that. I'll just see like some Instagram accounts every once in a while post something. But other than that, it's, I kind of have my players that I want to draft in leagues. I have it kind of set before, and then it kind of just depends on their situation and how I think their team will do throughout the year. Yeah. I mean, fantasy is really speculation. And is there any Instagram page you remember off the top of your head you want to shout out? Um, I think it's like fantasy football news or something like that. It's fantasy football pros, I think, but it's, yeah, that's one of the main ones I've looked at. Awesome. Yeah. And then another quick side question here with leagues. Are you in any best ball leagues this year? I am not. I thought about uh, joining one or two, but I never got around to it. Yeah. And with that, I mean, do you want to explain best ball to the, to the audience? Yeah. So basically at the beginning of the year, you draft your team. And I, th- I think their rosters are a little bit bigger than a usual, like, 10 yeah, or 12 man league. But then throughout the season, there's no, I don't think there's trades, right? There's no trades. No, no trades, no. And then there's, like, no free agency or anything. And basically every week, you don't have to set a lineup. It just automatically takes your, like, highest scoring lineup you can possibly get with the players that you drafted. Yeah, and I, I'm actually in one this year. Um. They gave me like a free dollar one or something on FanDuel and I just, I entered it and that's basically it. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory. You just kind of like draft your team and you just let the, your top players, they put up the points for you. No lineup changing. It's, it's really nice in the terms of like if people don't want, don't like changing their lives week to week or like the free agency thing, you kind of just let the, let, just let it autom- automatically do that all. I mean, with no free agency, you don't have to worry about that even anyways or no trades. Yeah. So. Pretty it's easy. a lot less work. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of the lazy way of fantasy is how they, what they call it. So but enough about talking fantasy like that. We're going to be talking about the podcast league now. We got to get right into it. Um, the league's been interesting this year, like you said, being 16 teams. And like we mentioned at the start of the year, two divisions, the Lorenz division, the Skyberg division, and Team Jordan and Team Drew have not done well in, in the podcast league. Uh, with well, we'll start with Team Jordan Lorenz there. Um, He's sitting at two and seven, um, not looking great at all. Uh, not putting up a lot of points either. Projected 48 this week. It's just been a tough year for Jordan. We'll talk about some of the trades he's made. Hopefully that'll turn his team around. But um, just talking about my team as well then. I mean, I'm sitting four and five, kind of mediocre. Might be losing this week. So that'll be put me at four and six. And kind of with the deadline coming up in a few weeks, I believe November 24th it is. Um, there'll be some definitely some pieces that could be moved just for fun. With Jonathan Taylor, I know I mentioned to teams like Zach and Caden that, I mean, I'll give Jonathan Taylor up for the best offer because why not? I mean, you guys are competing and it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun to see who can have the best offer. So 
I guess, Zach, how's fantasy been going for you in the podcast league, would you say? Uh, it's been going pretty well so far. I think I'm second or third. And uh, I should win this week. It's uh, team I'm against and start their lineup. So it's, it's a pretty easy week for me this week. And it's been it's been going very well so far this season. Yeah, it looks good for you, Zach. Um, six and three right now at 1,086 points for the year. Only 895 allowed. So you have a good fantasy defense, as they say. The lowest in our division, or second lowest in our division. So that's pretty good there. Um, yeah, and Caden, he might be losing this week, so you'll be only a game back. So looking good for you, Zach. Uh, you could be winning the Skyberg division in a few weeks, maybe. We'll, we'll wait and see. But right now, yeah, you're locked in the playoffs as as six people, six teams make the playoffs. So right now it's it's the three in the Skyberg, three in the Rens. So just looking through that there. And with that, um, I guess we'll talk about the rest of the divisions or the other division, the Lorenz division, the three teams making the playoff there. Double Trouble, sitting at six and three. In Lock We Trust, sitting at six and three. And Alex Braun, sitting at five and four, making the playoffs. And then with you... May you, as we talked about, you being at number two, making the playoffs, and then Caden making the playoffs as the one seed there, and then right now it's Alex making the playoffs at five and four, beating out uh, Jacob, sitting also at five and four based on points scored, of course. So looking good there, and like I said, you guys want to win it because we got a special prize for the winner, and it'll just be a lot of fun. So we're rooting for. I mean, we're cool. I mean, Jordan and I are cool with not winning the league, of course, because. It'd be better if a fan wins it, I think, as well. So with that, Zach, we're going to do a little segment here. We're going to grade some podcast league trades. So trades that have occurred in the league this year, I'm going to read them to you. You're going to grade them on a scale of 1 to 10 based on how great you think the trade was overall for both sides. So if it was really lopsided, you can grade it pretty low. If it was pretty good trade, you think, and then you can grade it pretty high. So we'll get into right away. We're going to start with trades that occurred at the start of the year. So we'll start with a trade that you and Caden did September 19th. So there was, I believe, yeah, let's, let's look here. So you uh, traded James White and Elijah Moore, and you received Corey Davis. So overall, how do you think that trade turned out for you? Um, looking back at it now, I would give that probably, for me, on my side, it was probably like eight overall for the two-way, like kind of an even trade. I'd give it probably a a lower like a three i'm just because i think we made that trade on like a friday or saturday and then that sunday james white got hurt and went out indefinitely and he hasn't came back yet so since that trade has pretty much been elijah moore for uh Corey davis which i mean elijah moore has been looking looking uh a lot better recently but overall so far Corey davis has definitely been the better receiver to have yeah it was certainly a good trade on your end you you have a tendency to be able to make some good trades, just knowing when people get hurt, which is an interesting skill, Zach, considering th- this trade and some others you've been able to make. So let's, let's look yeah. at an- another trade here. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and for Quintez Cephas. What do you think of that, that trade? Um, well, I'd say that's... Both are on the IR about, right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably like a seven or eight. It really didn't affect much just because both of them got hurt in it. And around the injury reserve, as you said. So it really didn't change the league much. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was wasn't very productive before the trade either. So it was it was a pretty fair trade, but it wasn't high impact. 
Yeah, I have. Okay. Now here's the next trade, Zach. This trade you're going to love. Austin Eckler, Zach receives for Chris Carson and LaVisca Chenault. So you want to walk us through making that trade with, with Jordan Lorenz, uh, talk about, you know, how it went and of course graded as well. Yeah. So it started, I was looking for a running back and I was, uh, I messaged Jordan about one of his running backs. It was, it wasn't um, Eckler. It was whoever his other running back was. It wasn't quite as big of a name. But then we couldn't get a deal done with that. But he told me that uh, he didn't think that highly of Eckler. So me thinking Eckler is top five running back in fantasy, I definitely wanted to get a trade done because I thought I valued him a little bit more. And then uh, we came together to that deal, which turned out very well for me as Chris Carson went on the IR the very next week. And he should be coming back shortly, but he's been out ever since. Um, for competitiveness-wise, I'd give that trade about a two. I mean, for me, to help my team is definitely a nine or a ten. It was, it was up there. It's helped me a lot. i put it at 12, Zach. I mean, looking at Eckler right now, number three running back in fantasy. Um, 14.9 points today, and he's just had some big weeks this year, and he's got some good matchups coming up later in the year, so come playoff time. So he's going to be a really valuable asset for your team, just looking looking ahead, and that was that was quite the trade you pulled off. So, I mean, th- that trade might might be a trade that could potentially just win you the league. That's like a league-winning trade right there, considering you got like a top-five running back in fantasy for well, top three right now, so for the price you get, I mean, for Carson, who's been hurt, and then Chenault, of course, with, I mean, Jacksonville and Lawrence, it just doesn't really work out. And then he was actually traded, Jordan traded him to this next trade we'll talk about with Devin and Jordan. So the media man of the podcast and, uh, of course, my co-host making the trade in the podcast league. So this was the trade. It was. Devin gives up. So Jordan receives Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Rodgers, and Jerry Judy. And then... In return for Jeremy McNichols, Baker Mayfield, and LaVisca Chenault. So, Zach, what do you think of that trade? Um, yeah, so at the time, that was shortly after Derrick Henry got hurt, if I remember correctly. So a lot of people were thinking uh, McNichols was going to be kind of like the lead back in Tennessee, which since we've seen is kind of a split backfield with uh, him and Adrian Peterson. But at the time, I would give it, uh, probably about like a six or seven. It was a pretty balanced trade. Um, obviously, Mayfield has been kind of very inconsistent this year. He had a good week last week after all the Odell drama, but this week he has got hurt again and missed some time during the game. And Rodgers is – he's Rodgers. kind of nothing flashy anymore, but he's pretty consistent uh, quarterback for fantasy-wise. So if you had to pick a winner for that trade, could you pick a winner right now? Um, right now, I would probably give it to Jordan as the winner, but it's, it's very close. Okay, perfect. And then we got one more trade for you. This one's from November 6th. Uh, it was Melvin Gordon for Carson Wentz straight up between Devin and Jacob. So what do you think about that trade? Yeah, so I thought that trade was it's actually pretty good. I mean, if you look at Wentz's stats, obviously today he only put up like seven points or something. It, it was a fairly bad week for him this week, but all season he's been very consistent, about like 16 to 20 points. 
think this was only his second bad week or something all year. So he's been very consistent. And then Melvin Gordon's been he's been a solid like RB two or borderline RB one with that many teams. So he's he's up there in the running back rankings. Definitely a solid starter. So I would give it a fairly fairly even trade. I'd probably say um, who who's the one that got Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon went to Jacob. Yeah, so I'd say Jacob definitely won. Uh, not definitely won the trade, but won the trade by a little bit. But it's fairly even. I'd give it a. I'd say a seven. Okay, that's fair. Fair. And then let's look into next week. So we got week eleven already in the the podcast league. This is in fantasy football in general. It's been going quick so far. Uh, you're playing in lock we trust and just looking through it. Um, I mean, right now you're, you're projected to lose, but you got some guys on the buy such as like Van Jefferson. So I mean, looking good for you yeah. maybe this week. I mean, it's hard next yeah. week. It's hard to tell right now. And then kind of the guy you're, you've been watching all year, Caden, uh, he's playing Johnny Tim. So we'll see if he wins that one as well. And just looking at Caden's team overall, I don't know if you have it up right now. Um, just what has Caden been able to do? to kind of get this eight and one record. Like, is it like drafting? I mean, some smart pickups, but just looking at his team, like anything stands out in a 16 team league, being able to put up a team, put together a team that he did. Yeah. So he got some good value in the draft. Like he got Cordell Patterson, who's obviously outperformed where he got drafted. And then guys like Mercury's Brown, he's been, I mean, he's had a solid year. He had some drop issues, but, He's had some 30-point games, some quite a few 20-point games. So he's been, he's been a good receiver. And then these guys like Antonio Brown, who's outperformed his drafts, draft spot as well. So he's just got some good draft value. And then he has, I'd say, a good combination of upside and then consistently consistency with guys like Travis Kelsey. Brandon Cooks has been pretty consistent. And then he has like Hopkins, who obviously is – almost guaranteed like 10, 15 points each week with a lot of upside. So yeah, he's a good balance on his team and got a lot of draft value. Yeah. And Brown and Hopkins, they've been hurt. And even with Kareem Hunt as well. I mean, there's some, he's, he's been so able to get some, put some wins together, string some wins along, even with injuries and stuff. So it's been a great year for Caden so far. And I know he's been texting me about it and it's just, with him, his concern is all he has all the he's been having this great consistent year, just putting up over 100 points consistently a week. And now, hopefully, in the playoffs, he's afraid he might his team might choke and they might lose. And that's certainly that can happen in fantasy. There, there can always be that fantasy upset. Just just one week is all it takes in the playoffs. So, hopefully, that doesn't happen. But right now, Caden's probably my favorite to win just based on his team. But We'll see. Like I said, if I have to go in sell mode, I will probably be trading off Jonathan Taylor to the best, the best offer. So keep that in mind if anyone listening wants Jonathan Taylor, who's in the league. But I know Zach, you do as well. So you, you should keep that in mind as well. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking <laughs> what I can put together for a trade offer. But yeah, I don't fun. know if you'll you'll be accepting an offer like you gave Jordan for Eckler. So might have to up the offer a little bit. Probably not. But I know you sent me, actually, Zach sent me an excellent offer. He sent me the Jets backup kicker who was on the IR for Jonathan Taylor straight up. So that was actually left in my uh, my trades. I, I left that because that, that was a potential suitor for me. But we'll have to wait and see. So, Zach, anything else you want to talk about today? 
Uh, no, I think that's it. So that being said, thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.